Welcome to uh, What the Hell, uh, David Dickerman, Johnny Skelton. Uh, today, basically, I'm going to sip coffee while Johnny rants. This is going to be fun. Yeah, but I have no idea what the hell I'm going to rant about today. I mean... <laughs> this is this is more therapeutic for you. Oh, it's, it's, because, a, it's a cathartic session for Johnny. I got it. Yeah, because we've we I've noticed that a lot of the times, uh, even with our, our interview, not to say it's bad... But even with the interview with the uh, Operation Enduring Warrior, you could have been like a 20-minute call where it was like about an hour and a half, but nothing against you. It was just... You know, that is quite possibly one of the more backhanded comments I think I've ever heard somebody say. I mean, it's like... Look at... It's like the line from that old movie, you know, from that movie When Harry Met Sally. It's like, you know, he goes, uh, you didn't like me back then. No, I didn't, you know, you didn't like me. You just thought that, you know, I have heard, you know, that, that you, did, you just couldn't take somebody not being into you as some kind of personality flaw. And he goes, hmm, you're right, you're right. You're much softer now. So you'll see, it's comments like that. <laughs> you know, and it's like, wow. I mean, you're not backing down, but at the same time, you're you're just kind of trying to glaze it over and hope, oh, the new set of glasses is going to make everything look better. Well, guess what? No, it's like it's like going from it's it's like going from 420p to 2160, which is high definition ultra 4K, 4K. You know, it's like yeah, you can pretty much see the bitch slapping right there. Right, you know, it's like you see the little beads of sweat. You know, yeah, in the original you see the slap, in the new 4K and everything you see the slap, the 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 sweat, the Bane's the, the ripples, the, yeah, the ripples, ripples of the, the skin, skin. Yeah. yeah, that that <laughs> yeah that was that's basically what it was. Yeah, but yeah. no, uh, no, it, it gives us both. I've always wanted to what the hell to be a, like a platform for like interviews and uh, talking to just just general discussion of stuff that, and I I haven't really used that platform on this. It was just like. General like one day we'll talk about. Oh, no, like the... yesterday during the sports episode, I was ranting and going on about how inefficient and Gestapo-like that they were trying to run the the new uh, Globe Life Field down there in Arlington, right? Is that I, kind of... I I ran through that whole thing, editing and everything. I forgot how long it was. It was it was pretty short. I say. Pretty short. Like, it was half the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. No, so, okay, so, all right. But that, like, like one day we'll talk about those uh, face masks in Japan that, that actually look like real human masks. I've already done an episode about that where you could possibly, like, uh, rob a bank with your face, uh, with another person's face, and they would think that other, it was just, it was just one of those things is you just, once you realize that we have like an entire genre of sci-fi movies that tells us why we shouldn't have shit like that, though. Uh, actually, no. Uh, no, we yeah. got fa- we got Face Off. Technically, that's a sci-fi. It was uh-huh. an action thriller, but it was sci-fi. Uh, we have if you Total really, Recall. Total Recall, and if you really want to stretch it, there's there's the uh, the, uh, the 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 mask that they use in Mission the Mission Impossible movies. Okay. Where they have the voice changer that you know. And the some of there. the stuff for Ancients of Shield. Uh huh. Yeah. So, see, not that they're they're really. If you want to come around and think about it, there really isn't that much on that, though. Yeah, but still. I mean, to, to quote Jeff Goldblum Fuck, and, and, and Malcolm, it's the beloved character from Jurassic Park, in case some of you at home are keeping score. Oh, yeah. And, uh, we, the... we, 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 we invested so much time in trying that we stopped, didn't stop to ask ourselves if we should. So Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I I can understand that. I mean, I mean, it's not even one of those situations where life will uh, find a way. It's it, not even that. <laughs> it's just we just don't need certain things. Like, okay, for example, I know I know this is really kind of going off into left field. Like, altered carbon. Have you watched that on Netflix? Oh yeah. There you go. It's like okay, if we're going to be reduced to basically glorified USB thumb drives, and we can just have ourselves inserted into meat sleeves. Really? Come on. 
I like meat what? sack better. Meat sack. Well, yeah, meat sack. As long as you just don't get shot in the deck, you know, you're okay, right? You know, yeah. a true death, yeah. Overall, I liked For the six. longest time in the beginning of that series, when they when they said it like that, in my mind, it's just like, if you get shot in the deck, dick. I was like, did say dick or deck? I got to rewind that. I had to right. rewind it like three times just to get Well, it, you know, Netflix, <laughs> like, you know, because yesterday we were going off about, you know, how Netflix kind of is starting to emulate Fox a little bit, and they find something good, this diamond in the rough that's got a really devout following, and they cancel it. Well, Lee, the thing about Netflix, though, they actually give it at least another season. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think they're going to do that with Altered Carbon, though, and it's like... No, that's canceled. Yeah, they canceled Altered Carbon, and I'm like, I want that storyline to continue. It was an interesting storyline. The only thing I'm really interested in watching, I think it's coming out this month, and it's only going to be like two hours for the whole series, is uh, Love, Death, Robot. Oh, freaking love, De- love Death Robots. God, yeah. I love it. It's, uh, to it, me, it was kind of like the modern day... Um, Twilight Zone. Mm, uh, no, it's like the modern day heavy metal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you on that. Uh, but it was more, it, it was like a... Well, it was just like heavy metal because Twilight Zone didn't get into that much in depth in it, but yeah. heavy metal did, yeah. which was really, really good. <clears throat> because with the original heavy metal movie, not this heavy metal 2000 bullshit, no. Original, no, I'm, I'm talking about the magazine itself. Yeah, well, they had, yeah, the magazine, but, I mean, with the magazine especially, um, you know, you had your different styles of, of artists, you know, your, your, your different uh, mediums upon which they used to tell their story. And that transferred over into the original movie. You had, you know, you had your standard uh, animation. You had your, uh, I, I, I want to say his name is... Uh, Oh, Frank, uh, Frank Frazetti. The guy that did the Xenomorphs? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Because no. that guy, he actually worked on heavy metal. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, because heavy metal came out in 81. So, um, yeah. let me see here. It was directed by Gerald Potterton. Produced by Ivan Reitman. I did not know that. Yeah, the the it was. It, no, I remember the two thousand twenty, yeah. uh, the two thousand one, which was crap. Yeah. Now I do remember that John Candy was had a voice in that. Mm. No, he did like. He did uh, several voices in it. Yeah, but, several but characters. Harold Ramis offered his voice talents for that as well. Yeah. That was that's cool. Um, well, it's one of those things is if you look at it, uh, it was mo- heavy metal. If you really want to look at it, it was the modern day uh, Monty Python because a lot of the actual uh, good actors and mm-hmm. good voices and everything like that, they did all this stuff for like pennies on the dollar. Just like Monty, Monty Python, that whole film was only made because rock stars wanted to see it. Yeah. That, that all the rock, rock stars put their money towards that movie. It wasn't any kind of film development or anything like that. They loved those guys and they gave them the money. That's how that movie was made. Yeah, but I mean, like the heavy metal soundtrack. I mean, it was. I mean, Blue Oyster Cult, Donald Fagan, Stevie Nicks, Journey, Riggs. I mean, it was just wow. I mean, there was some good, good music in there. Um, but I mean, if I were to. I mean, if, we, if we're going to find anything that's got, um, uh, you know, a modern-day equivalent of what we had as, you know, heavy metal back in the, you know, back in the 80s, I mean, love, you know, love death robots. I yeah, just loved that shit. Yeah. You know. Well, even, even the new uh, Castlevania series. I really love that. It's really good. Yeah, but I mean, with Castlevania, I mean, you're, you're specifically, I mean, you're really kind of, I don't want to use the term pigeonholing, but it, uh, you know, it just wasn't, it's one story. I mean, you're, you're I mean, you're, it's just the one story. Gotta love resi- uh, residential studios. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> we are subject to the environmental. Oh yeah, 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 of, yeah, yeah. You know, everything. So yeah. Um, 
but yeah, no. Uh, There's actually a band called Xenomorphs. Is a uh, Xenomorphs is a Dutch metal uh, band formed in 1994 in the Netherlands. Of course, this I think the same guy, Ars H R Jenners, he's from Swi- uh, Switzerland. Yeah. Okay. What was the rant? Oh, okay, okay. That was the rant. Uh, let me see here. But uh, I mean, we need to bring back. I mean, God, no. You know what? No, because I don't want to fall into that. Well, you're just jumping on the bandwagon of the unimaginative Hollywood where they just reboot everything. Well, they rebooted uh, Amazing Stories, uh, Steven Spielberg's things from the 80s. Yeah, I remember those. Apple. Oh, those were so good. And they're originals. really, yeah, it, uh, it's basically, if you think, think it's the Twilight, they redid Twilight Zone too. Mm-hmm. And they, and Outer Limits. Those shows can be rebooted, and they have been rebooted. Actually, yeah, Twilight Zone and uh, Twilight Zone and uh, Outer Limits have been rebooted. Amazing Stories. The reason why you can re—you're not rebooting the show; you're rebooting the name. Mm. That's that's all you're doing because you're just making newer stories. Because all those were just different stories for each episode. That's what made them so so great. You can you can like you can basically uh, throw something on it. And go, oh, we're going to do Outer Limits. But uh, it's mostly the ones from Twilight yeah. Zone that are doing the writing and everything like that. As much as I like Forrest Whitaker uh, talking about the Outer Limits, when they redid, when they rebooted the Outer Limits and they had him do the narration, it just didn't have the same feel. It just, it just wasn't eh, like, oh, we're going to take control. I mean, he's just too soft-spoken. Like, he didn't have that monotone kind of creepy 50s voice to it you know it, it didn't sound like a didn't sound like an ad man yeah you know? okay i got but, you, I got uh, you. going back to the heavy metal thing um i was trying to think of the name of the, of the artist frank frazetta uh he had there was a line of trading cards back in the 90s i used to have this whole set and i wish to god i still had it it was called fire and ice right and it actually oh yeah there was actually a, an that. animated movie Called yeah, Fire and Ice. And I it had was that so I had, good. I had the I had that collection too. Uh, they had so much great artwork. I love right. this one that was like uh, uh, Angel and Demon. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. that was just gorgeous. Talking about the old school artists, Frank Thorne, the man who created Red Sonia. Yeah, he just died. Really? Yeah, back on the 9th of March last month. Um, died at ninety years old, and his wife Marilyn reported reportedly died six hours later. Couples like that usually they die. Yeah. Um, and who was the artist they were saying? Frank Thorne. He, uh, I mean, he was he was like pre Marvel guy, um, pre Marvel. I mean, he, he worked for DC. Um, wow, I mean, there's like back two. when DC kind of owned they're... the superhero genre, right? Um, I mean, he 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 uh, he penciled several stories for like Dell Four Color series. Uh-huh. Um, I mean it. it Included each fit. Uh, it was like a different subject every month. It was like a month a month. Um, let me see here. It was like uh, for for a little off, like often licensed properties like TV shows or Disney movies, right? He would like write these and and draw out these like stories from month to month, kind of a thing. It was like a I don't want to say like a pulp fiction, but it was like a like a penny novel or something like that that they would throw out there, right? Just for like yeah. people to pick up. Um. He has credits for things like teenage romances, wartime romances. Uh, well, a lot of the times the artists back then, and uh, I went in, in on this with uh, uh, Jack Kirby, mm-hmm. uh, they would pin, like, I mean, he, Jack Kirby was different. He was a different kind of animal because he would, like, spend about 14 hours just drawing. He would do a complete uh, comic book within, like, a day. Yeah. Which is, nowadays, people get freaked out with that stuff. But, uh Back then, though, that was kind of the regime because that's the only way they could actually make any money. Yeah, is they would just uh, throw artwork, and, and a lot of the times uh, it uh, hurt the artist because a lot of the artwork was really uh, downplayed. Yeah, but you have some artists that can just pull out like a whole freaking. Uh, couple of pages within a week right well okay so robert howard the guy that created conan or conan you know conan Dude, have you, how, he's, how he's uh he's 
He's just from down the road. I forget what town it is. It's uh, like it's between here and Brownwood. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I did a, because uh, I read about him. Yeah. Dude. He was, he was. But, but, uh, uh, Robert Thorne, uh, yeah, uh, blah, uh, Frank Thorne, he, you know, he drew Red Sonia. Uh, Pastor Texas, and he uh, died in Cross Plains, Texas. Yeah. Uh, but if you draw, if you drive through uh, Cross Plains, mm-hmm. the 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 town library, mm-hmm. it's got a Conan the Barbarian like mural on the side oh. of the building. And I'm gonna go there just to see that. Yeah, I mean it's kind of cool. Like uh, when I was married, we used to go to Brownwood every once in a while. We'd always drive through Cross Plains, and it's right there. It's it's uh, it's on the right hand side of the road. Have you ever heard uh, how he wrote Conan? No, I, I do want to get into that though. No, 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 no. It's real. It's it's off the wall. Really? Yeah. Because the way he did it, because he was on a lot of drugs. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? And he would, uh, <clears throat> he would uh, uh, cover the windows and everything like that with wood and everything like that. So he just tripped he balls. Did the, he did the book in three days. Oh wow. Because he thought he couldn't stop and he couldn't sleep because Conan's right behind him, ready to uh, cleave his head off with his axe. You tell my story or I kill you. No, that's kind yeah, of- that's that that's how he wrote his books. Wow. I mean, he uh, he had a lot of books. I mean, he had Cole the Conqueror, uh, Red Sonia. Yeah, uh, we'll see with Red Sonia. Um, like okay, so so Song Frank Thorne. Yeah, so I mean Frank Thorne he. I mean, because uh, Red Sonja, did, she didn't make her, like, debut debut until she hit Marvel Comics. Yeah. And that was in Marvel feature number two. Yeah. Or, no, Marvel feature number one. And that was in the 70s. Yeah, it was in the 70s. Um, uh, originally, there was a guy by the name of uh, Dick uh, uh, Giordano. Giordano. Gio Rodondo. Rodano. Anyways. Um, Thorne took over as the artist in the second issue and then remained Sonia's artist throughout this title's seventh and final issue dated uh, November of 76. Um, and then Red Sonia got her own title beginning in January of the following year. Yeah. And um, he did, he, I mean, he illustrated everything. He did it all. He penciled, ink, colored, lettering, and cover art. I mean, he did this all the way through issue number 11. And uh, <clears throat> back then, I mean, that was kind of a big deal. And... Uh, so, she was really, I think, Marvel's sort of kind of answer for Wonder Woman, so to speak. And while she didn't have the longevity, and then, that was it, Brig- Brigitte Nelson. I mean, they, they had that really, really bad movie from the 80s, Red Sonja. I liked it. Yeah. And the only reason... Okay, okay. now, now, the now, now I say bad, I... looking bad, it was bad. Or looking back, it was bad, rather. But, you know, at the time, yeah, it was here I am, bad. like, pre-bubescent me. I'm like, she's got big tits. You know the reason why they made Red Sonja? Go for it. They couldn't get the rights to Conan. But they could get the rights to Red Sonja. Because the movies did uh, so well, the Conan movies did so well. Mm-hmm. But Arnold wanted, still wanted to make a kind of a Conan movie. Yeah, that's the whole reason. He why was in it, well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, as Conan. No, I thought he was. He couldn't use the Conan name. They yeah. implied it. That's what. It was. Yeah, they because implied you never it. heard his name, but it was implied that that that's who it I, was. That actually makes me kind of curious. Because on that when one. he popped up on the screen, I'm like, oh, that's Conan the Barbarian. And I, you know, I'm assuming that everybody else had the same idea, but they because never they, they never addressed him by his name in that movie. Yeah, Bec- no, I think they did. Let me see here. If they did, it was Lord Kelador. Like- That's what his name was on that. Uh, Lord Kelador. See, they missed an opportunity to not name him at all. Yeah, they could. That would have been like the ultimate middle finger back then. Yeah, and even now, I mean, today that that would have been like legend status right there. Yeah. You know, so yeah, because uh, the lot of the stuff. Fucking. I mean, it, it's so sad that a lot of stuff. And oh, they're actually making a new Red Sonja movie. Well, Marvel owns the rights, so yeah, they're using the chick. Uh, supposedly, they're using the chick from uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, plays person that played Ghost. To do that, that's one thing I kind of. 
kind of got upset. No, see, me, to me, it's like, okay, if... Now, with the exception of Chris Evans, because, you know, he was part of that whole 20th Century Fox universe, and he played the Human Torch. He played Johnny, Johnny Blaze yeah. in the original uh, Fantastic Four. And then, obviously, he found his calling as Captain America. No, oh, and he also Steve did Scott, Pel- Scott Pilgrim Saves the World. That's a com- another comic book. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, Scott Pilgrim Saves the World. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brandon Routh. Dude, there were so many superhero actors in that movie. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, There's another movie that Brandon Routh. Ramona Flowers, though. The, the, yeah. She was hot. Anyways. There was a, another. There was a. <laughs> there is a. Yeah, your girlfriend watches this, right? I'll tell her about it, and she'll be okay, so she'll be prepped okay. and ready to go. I just know? make sure you don't have to come over here and you're crying on my damn shoulders. Oh, there'd be no crying. No crying at all. I don't even say that now. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, what, what, what was I thinking about? No. Oh, uh, there's a Brendan Roth movie that no, not a lot of people know about. That's where he played like a, like a go-between, uh, a detective. And he played a detective for the supernaturals and everything. It was a, it was a decent movie. There's this one scene that it's just so funny. Is uh, he goes up, someone's uh, trying to uh, uh, intimidate him, in like the first couple of scenes, and he has the gun gun already cocked and everything. Mm-hmm. And he wait and Brandon Ross character waits. So it's like you got the gun already cocked. You're not gonna if you can't intimidate with a gun on oh, gun to my head. You have the co- uh, cocking to uh, verify, you know, it's loaded and everything like that, and you cock it back in the second time. You don't cock it the first time. What are you going to do next? Wave it at me? And the guy goes, I was like, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. But, uh... The thing about Red Sonja, like, okay, he... Frank Thorne, he couldn't take it where he wanted with either Marvel or DC. Oh, I bet he wanted to do some weird stuff. Well, he did. He did. He actually ended up going to places like Heritage Publishing. Um, You know, you had those micro-publishers back in the day where it was almost kind of like Image Comics was back in the early 90s. Yeah. Well, Image Comics is actually still really good. It it is. It is. But I'm talking about as far as, like, when Image Comics was first set up, you know, they didn't have, like, the, the colorists... Per se, they had that that uh, that computer program where they would scan the, the artist's pen work in. They would it would get inked, and they would scan it, and then it would use like this um, chameleon type. Uh, it was almost like a Photoshop program to do the coloring with. Yeah, but it was like kind of like the safe haven for a lot of the uh, painters, the artists, to come in pitch their characters that they otherwise couldn't get anywhere else. Well, the whole well, thing with Image Comics is... Uh, I mean, the that's where we got, like, Chapel from from Youngblood. You know, Rob Liefeld, you know, he couldn't get Chapel pitched at Marvel. And he had to leave behind Cable. He had to leave behind Deadpool, you know. Well, that the story of Image, I mean, there's a lot of documentation on that, too. But the story on Image is... It's not because, you know, the artist wanted to do more art. It was money. Yeah. That's all it came around to. It, and it was one of those things to where it was, it, even to this day, Image Comics, I love their uh, company policy. Mm-hmm. Some of the comics I don't really like. Uh, I'll, read it, I'll read a couple of them occasionally. But their company policy is uh, the creative team, not the, the company. Yeah, I mean, if as soon as you uh, make the comic, it's yours. Yeah, you own the rights to that. If you want to sell the rights, it's like uh, there's a there's a weird thing that happened with uh, Neil uh, Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman, and uh, uh, Todd Farland. Yeah, Todd McFarland. Yeah. Uh, what happened was is Neil Gaiman owned the rights to uh, Angela. Yeah, Angelica. Yeah. Yeah, he sold those rights to. Because he, he got pissed off at uh, Todd McFarlane for some ungodly reason. It was some kind of... It, but he got that character back. Right, yeah. And he sold it to Marvel. And now Marvel uses it. And she's actually in... Uh, she, they had a whole freaking storyline with her, with uh, uh, Asgard. Yeah. Well, see, and the thing about, like, Angelica, she was the, you know, the, the spawn hunter. Yeah. And that and, and he that's he introduced that. 
Because I think that was what? That was issue number seven or something like that. I mean, she, it was, Angelica it was, was really, really early on. Yeah. And she had her own little sides, you know, like her sides, like a little spin-off, uh, spin-off series yeah. under the Image banner. And Todd pinned that stuff. Yeah. Neil wrote it, but Todd pinned it. Yeah, but because it was some some weird uh, uh, loophole that it, he owned. Because he wrote it. Yeah. And he wrote the character and everything. He created the character. Yeah. He got to keep that character. Yeah. I, you know, and the fact that Marvel kind of came in, it's like, oh, well, here, we'll, we'll accept that. And I don't know. I mean, it, it was I, one of don't those get me things. wrong. I, 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 we can disparage Marvel Comics. I mean, we can basically disparage any of the studios. That's fine. But Actually, we can disparage. Uh, as much as I like uh, uh, comic books and everything like that, yeah. you get a deep dive and stuff like that. Like, uh, you can get a deep dive about Bowfinger. Yeah. Bowfinger, he... He died penniless and uh, suicidal and depression and everything like that. And the only thing that he really has for him is his future generations that had, oh, now he's creative for Batman. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that he actually, I mean, it was in a documentation I uh, read, watched one time, was he, the best time in his life after, before he died and everything was the fact that he wrote one of the episodes of the 1966 uh, Batman uh, TV series. And he, he, he loved the fact that his name was on there. That brought him a little bit more back from his depression. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, with... But that's just companies in general, really. Yeah, I, I just... Uh... I really wanted to get back into collecting comic books, but then I, I was just like, oh, my God. There's it, so much. Like, from the time that I stopped collecting and stopped, you know, like, hardcore reading them to now, I think, like, spawns up to, like, issue 318. Yeah. And I'm just well, like, I'll, I'll send you, crap. I'll send you a website just so if you just want to read it and not collect. Well, I mean, I would have loved to have gotten back into collecting, but one... Space. Time, space. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, okay, so... Dude, I recently... I was like... Because, like, my recently right now, purchased for a comic book, which was really strange, mm-hmm. is uh, the first appearance of uh, Punisher. Yeah. And I think I bought that for $300, mm-hmm. and it was 9.8. And the next month, I ended up going to a comic book convention... And I was wearing my Punisher shirt and everything. And I did the convention and everything. And the guy was like, oh, you like Punisher? I got a first uh, first appearance of Punisher and everything like that. I was like, that's all right, dude. I got a 9.8. It's no big deal. He's like, oh, oh, really? Why don't you sell it? I was like, why don't I sell it? I just got it for like $300. You paid $300 for a 9.8 Punisher comic. I was like, what the fuck is it up to now? <laughs> it was up it was up to like five grand oh good god I'd have been like dink oh yeah that's what I did oh yeah I, I'm, I'm you know I'm, what I missed from back in the days wizard yes the wizard that, price that, guy no I miss all those uh, little magazines that you could get like yeah. like for Magic the Gathering Inquest, oh, yeah. or just the collectible cards yeah uh, uh, Inquest that's what it was. It was Inquest. Yeah, Inquest was for the for like the games for for the collectible cards. card games. But Wizard well, specifically was, was for comic books. And they had uh, there was and it came out monthly. Yes. And I'm like, oh, that is so awesome. And then, you don't have that. Anymore. Well, you kind of have that with YouTube stuff and everything like that. Yeah, but there's no like place like okay. So for example, like because you know that I collect the Funkos, right? Yeah. So, um, like right now, like there's an app that you know you can. Like, if, me, for what I do, I don't just indiscriminately go out and buy Funkos, you know. And like, I kind of look at it from, like, an investment point of view. <laughs> You'll see me, and it's annoying. I know it annoys the shit out of people when I go into the store. But, like, I pull my, my Funko up, or app up, and you can actually scan the barcodes on the bottom of these boxes. Really? And it tells you what they're trending for. Oh. And, like, right now, I've got 70 pieces currently in my collection. Okay. And it's valued. At fifteen hundred and fifty-six dollars. Wow! Um, like I've got a, a Sorcerer Mickey, uh, the the ten-inch one, yeah, from Fantasia. 
it's worth sixty bucks. I paid fifteen for it. Oh, uh, okay. Um, the only the you only know, and problem, I found like like these really awesome deals. Like, um, well, the only problem I have with something like that, and th- this is this is not annoying me or anything. That doesn't annoy me because I would probably end up doing the same thing if I had the <laughs> right. chance. But uh, what really uh, gets me is when uh, when magic really st- it was like the early two thousands. Ma- magic started hitting like really hardcore. All the collectible card games, like it would just. A boom, a tom bomb. Yeah. Uh, what it ended up happening? I was in. Uh, this is when I was in Dias, and a new set dropped, and I was like, oh, I'll go up to Toys R Us and buy a buy a box. Toys R Us is usually cheap on the boxes. Went to Toys R Us; they're all sold out. When I found out, because one of the mothers was pissed off, she's like, I can't believe that freaking uh, store bought all the. The guy that worked uh, that had his own collectible card uh, game store downtown of Abilene bought all the boxes every yeah. one of them and then he and opened he, them up and, and sold the cards individually no he didn't even do that it was even it was even a worse uh, finger to the face he said it was like well if you and it was during around Christmas time he was like well if you want to buy your kids a box come to my store and he'd mark it up and he'd mark it up oh, see man that, I know that there's I mean, no way to it, police it, that but to it's, me, that that's like those 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 college kids that set out on on Black Friday. You know, they're like, oh well, I'll hold your place in line for X Y Z, or they'll get there really early and they'll get like Best Buy. They used to do, I don't know if they still do, the vouchers yeah. for certain items, and then they'll sell the vouchers to people and then give them their place in line. Yeah, you know, and it's like, well, well, the Best Buy here, like the first couple of years, I think it was like five six years ago, something like that. They were doing that for like laptops, you know, uh, or uh, you know, TVs or whatever. And these uh, two guys from MSU went over to Best Buy, camped out, got vouchers for some of the bigger ticket items. No intentions of buying any of it. All these people were showing up, and they were and they were like, "Hey, I've got vouchers for this stuff. I don't want to sit in line anymore. I'll sell my sell my vouchers for this." And they were selling the vouchers for the price of the item. And then the people were turning around, going into the store, and then paying the price again for the item that they just bought the voucher for. That's fucking ingenious. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in, it's ingenious. I mean, it's in. I mean, kudos to those guys. But at the same time, it's like, at a certain point, you you I to me I you know I'm all about I'm all about trying to you know make a buck. I get all that, but. I mean, we do live in a free capitalistic society for a reason. Yeah. Let the market do what the market's going to do. But at a certain point, there has to be some kind of like business ethics involved. And it's like, okay, you're taking advantage of the desperation of people. They they, they teach business ethics in college. They should have they should have known better. Yeah, well, they cheat it. I mean, they they teach it, but they weren't applying it. And you know, I'm like, okay, how do you feel? You know, I mean, how? I mean, I'm sure that. I wouldn't have any problem with it. I mean, it, you got to look at it. To me, know. I would because you know you got to look at it from the standpoint of all right. Look, I know I'm hard up for money, and that's fine. That's on me. And if I'm gonna, you know, if you're gonna sell those vouchers for something, don't sell it for the price of the damn item because, you know, people they sell it for more of a. Well, they do have laws for stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, it's, it's scalping tickets. Yeah. basically, is what they were doing. But it's like, okay, all right, instead of selling it, you're like, all right, look, um, I, I'll give you, we'll, we'll say $15 for the for my place in line, and we'll just do like $40 yeah. for the voucher. And then at that point, it's like, okay, well, you're not gouging the shit out of them. And it's like these jackasses that go out and they buy the consoles the day that they come out, right? And they, they snatch them all up. And they yeah. go and they pre-order like five, six of them. And then they'll put them on... The marketplace on Facebook for like a 25, 30, 45, sometimes 50%. No, even worse is okay, read what you have, you're buying and everything. Yeah. Because there are, and this happens every time they do a, a, a consoles, when the new console comes out and everything, everybody's rushing to buy it. 
because they're idiots and they don't wait a year to see what if the console uh, has lot, like a lot of uh, fuck ups. Or is it PS5s were catching fire? Yeah. You know, it's like, never buy day one release stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, my God. You wait till the second run. Everybody knows that. But But I love... It's the soccer moms and the college kids with nothing better to do than to spend their parents' money. Or, oh, I want to make my kid happy. But anyways, uh, and this is is not... There's a gray area. Let's just say that. (laughs) Right, okay. Where these people are selling boxes, they're putting down, this is a box of a PS5, or this is a box of a uh, Xbox uh, SX series. Yeah. This is a box, and they're selling it for $1,000. And people are getting upset. I was like, okay, one, did it any, any place? Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, it was on eBay. It, uh, a guy it, sold a, a, P- a box for a PS5. Mm-hmm. And, it happens and, and, every time, and, though. And he put it in parentheses in real fine print down at the bottom of the of the posting. This is not a console; it is a box only. No, not even the fine print. There's there's a lot of them that don't even put the uh, put it in fine print. They tell you boldly, yeah, in bold letters, this is a box because they don't want any kind of legal out uh, legal right, because, on it. Because then PayPal can't come back and be like, "Oh, well, we're going to refund you this money." You're like, "No, I sold you and and they put it up for the uh for the for the for the auction. They you know, you can enter your bids for it." Yeah. And they and don't they, even they don't put up buy it now price. Yeah, they just there you go. You know. And people like spend about thousands of dollars on it and it's like, "Oh, it's a box. Oh, I should have read the fine print." Yeah, you know, and, you know, okay, like or instances like that. I mean, where you give the people warning, like, look, this is what you're actually buying. Yeah, don't be a dickhead. Well, they used you to know? do it all the time. Uh, I used to sell. Uh, uh, I was like, I was strapped for cash when I was in the military, but I would sell uh, item game items from Diablo Two. That was a thing. Yeah, I mean, I remember that. I mean, like people would sell their accounts. They'd still do it in like World of Warcraft to an extent. Yeah, it's but just I think, a lot I think, I think Blizzard kind of cracked down on that, though. No, they didn't crack down on it. It's just uh, it's a I lot that, easier to level. Yeah, it's a lot easier to level. And I know that back in the day, like uh, they had people that were they'd farm accounts specifically for the purpose oh, of oh, of there there are, there are people out there that uh, they would have like. I think the max I've seen was probably about four accounts, and they would party together, and they would go into, like, PvP and everything like that. I mean, one fireball's bad, or one iceball's bad, but four of them all at the same time, because they're all interconnected and everything like that, he's using one keyboard and one mouse, and he's basically guiding four characters at one time, and boom, boom. They all oh, they're going after the rare items. That and the and it's the basic fact of you have four characters shooting the same target all at the same time, right? In conjunction with each other, yeah. So Um, there's a lot of weird stuff, and and it's one of those things that is just you see it in one person's world and everything like that. It's like that possible. Yeah, it just amazes you. It's like what working corrections is how uh, how a lot of the people there working corrections and everything like that. How they make do. I mean, I've seen people like uh, iron their uh, their uh, jump shoots, uh, jump shoot, uh, jump suits. suits. Yeah. yeah, and what they do is is they take like starch from the kitchen, and they would like soak them. And the uh, st- uh, starch water, yeah, and they would just pretty much paint it on the wall, yeah, and they would rip them off and everything. And it would be like card; it, it literally was like cardboard. Yeah, it was like the old school BDUs. You know, yeah, you basically go to muscle failure to get your arm or legs through the pants or sleeves. Yeah, but yeah, no, um, like for me, like I, I when I buy a game, I, I like, I, yeah, I buy the digital copies sometimes. And that's just because, like, you know, if I, I only want to maybe spend, like, if it's a game that I'm not all that excited about, but the boys really want to play, then I'll get, like, uh, like a digital copy so that way we can, um, 
uh, traded in. Well, not not traded in, but it's like we can maybe like play it together or something like you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna catch hell for this. Like Call of Duty, I wasn't really all that excited about playing like the multiplayer, but at the same time, it's like all right, my kids like to play it, so I'll just I'll do that. We can kind of get on there and jam out a little bit. I just play the PvP, and then usually I just get bored of it. Or, yeah, well, or like I the just, campaign, I'll play that. Yeah. But but for the most part, I'm very old school, and I, and I like to have that physical copy, right? And if I'm not buying it new, you know, I'll get like a really good condition, previously owned copy through like GameStop or something like that. <coughs> but I, I've got this thing where it's like, okay, I'll find a game that I've been looking for, that I've been wanting to play, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, there it is. But if it doesn't come in the original case with the art, with the cover art, I won't fucking buy it. Because you know how like GameStop, they'll, they'll have those generic black cases with the covers that they print out with just the game title on it? I won't buy those. I bet you were a hell when you had to go buy a movie from Blockbuster. I, I never bought my movies from Blockbuster. If, if I wanted a movie bad enough, I would go to the store and I would physically buy it. And then um, when Blu-ray came out, I just stopped buying DVDs because, you know, because, you know, you know, you get that progression of technology, right? You know, you had the people like back in the early, late seventies, early eighties, you had the laser discs, right? Yeah. I had a laser disc player. My parents had a laser disc player. We had like airplane, the original they're, airplane movie. They were basically like two of the, uh. Yeah. It was like two big ass floppy discs, you know? Well, it, it was a record. Well, yeah, it, it was, was a record. record. Yeah. But, um, we had, we had the laser discs. And then, we, you know, everybody got into VHS, right? You know, it's like everybody owned two VCRs because why? You could slave them together and you could yeah. record, you could copy the tape that you rented from Blockbuster. Yeah. And, and you know what's really funny? And the only reason why a lot of renting places came a, a thing was the basic fact of the original VHS because the studios thought, it was like, oh, if they can buy the movie, they won't ever... They'll, they'll just give it to all their friends. So we have to make it very expensive because the original VHSs were like $100 a pop. Yeah. Um, and that's how, okay, the, the I'll buy for, the... The Hunt for Red October. Yeah. Okay. You know, you get these, like, uh, the studios, and they, they would pick a title that they would just kind of crowd around and be like, this is going to be the big title for home release. Hunt for Red October on the original VHS was a red cassette. It was a red VHS tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Hundred dollars for that movie, right? Yeah. And then they the, the studio got about, got behind it when they they got they got a hold of Nintendo back in the day, and they were like, "We want this game." And that's when I learned a very valuable lesson that movie, games based off of movies usually suck. The yeah, Hunt, we never had any kind of luck. I mean, even the, the, the original Hunt for, the Batman. Hunt for, yeah, the Hunt for Red October, the game. I mean, it was it was a pain in the ass to get through. You couldn't fucking save. You had to play it all the way through, on a single play, right? Oh fuck that! And if your game was over, like the game over screen, you run out of lives or whatever. The game over screen was the exact screen that you saw, if you beat the game. That was the biggest letdown. It was like, and I'm gonna use this in comparison, but it's like. You, you you get a date with the hottest girl at school. And you find out she's a dead lay. Yeah, I mean, and... and, and you, yeah, I gave you that yeah. freaking thing. Yeah, and it's like you find out that she's just horrible. It's like, I, I might as well just go home and take care of this myself because at least then I'll get some feedback. But. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, I did that with uh, one chick that uh, ended up stalking <laughs> my best friend. Oh, she God. was freaking hot. But, I mean, I've... I'm probably one of the few men that actually had a fake orgasm just to get it all done. Um, I know how women feel. I faked it too, but yeah, dude, no. Anyways, not going to get into that discussion. Uh, Anyways, maybe one of these days. <laughs> it'll that'll be an off off camera talk conversation because yeah. it's just going to no. But anyways, um, and see now my girlfriend's going to watch this and she's going to be like. Did and like, yeah, never no, 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 no. What you do, no, yeah. what you do is, anyways, no, we're going down that road, and I'm not going, to, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna let that happen. No, no, dear God, no. Um, I'm the but, fuck out of here. No, yeah, I'm like, pop and smoke, get the fuck out of here, dude. I'm gonna ask the fucking AO, bro. Uh, um, move out, draw fire. Um, but yeah. anyway, so you know, it's 
<laughs> now you yeah. know how it movie based video games are horrible and you know, <laughs> they, we found they that were, out well they were back in the day uh, I don't and that know. wasn't even the tangent that it was going on no we were going from laser disc to VHS and you were talking about how expensive VHS is but anyways yeah. but then we moved into DVDs right and so DVD like oh you could pause it and not the screen wouldn't jump around like oh that's that's fucking great yeah. like I remember the first DVD that I bought the first DVD movie was The Patriot with Mel Gibson Okay. Right? I'm like, you know, because that, that movie, that's just kind of one of those hell yeah movies. You yeah. Know? Um, but then when Blu-rays first came out, right, you know, the TV, the TV, the technologies for the TVs really wasn't all like up to par. What and got it, me on the Blu-rays, though, was I was really against Blu-rays because I wanted, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird, but I wanted the downgraded uh, value of the, uh, of the video, yeah, it's kind of like because it, it looked vinyl. really because the Blu-ray because watching Transformers on Blu-ray was weird. Yeah, it, 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 you want that that magistrate of uh, you want some it of that could frame be overlap. Yeah, it, it could be real. Yeah, and now that you look at it now, it's like it's I would buy Blu-ray now. Yeah, the all the technology's finally caught up. It finally caught up with it. Like yeah, like but here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, and then we're going to continue to see this progression, and we're going to have to wrap it up here. But yeah, we moved into Blu-rays. It was buying buying movies on Blu-ray. We got 4K. You know, we got we got these TVs, and then when they introduced 4K, now all if I buy a physical copy of a movie, it has to be the 4K Blu-ray. Get your 4K Blu-ray players. It usually comes standard in every console that's out there now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know a single person that's gone out of their way to buy a dedicated 4K Blu-ray player because they've got the video game consoles, right? Yeah. But, like, the Marvel movies, like, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was the first 4K Blu-ray that they had released on a, with a Marvel title, right? And ever since then, it's like, okay, I'm not buying the Blu-rays because, eh. It's like that meme with Drake, you know, where he's like... Yeah. You know? You still see that DVD bargain bin, and I hate the fact that I feel like kind of an elitist when I talk about it like that now, but it's like I look at that bargain bin, it's like $5 for a movie. <laughs> peasants. <laughs> you know? Peasants uh, with their low-quality standard definition. It's like... Well, I did the same thing with you with the coffee, and you're like, oh, man, I got the caffeine in this fuck. I was like, I got a sweet van in my bag. What? Yeah, anyways... It's still, wanna, it's still the same you coffee the, you, company. But, but you, you, you want to feel that superiority sometimes. Just, just yeah, you, you do. You, you know you're humble. It's but human nature. Yeah. yeah, it's human nature. You want to look. You want to have somebody to look down upon because it's like, damn it, we've been. You want to be better than the Joneses. You want to be better than you do. You want to be better than the Joneses. It's like, you know what, Mr. Griswold? Fuck you, because my house has got more lights on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it's like, yeah. It's like, yeah, cousin Eddie. Not only is my shitter full. But the septic tank is backed up, too. So what do you think about them after? The water department just called me five minutes ago trying to find out if I have some kind of industrial problem. Right. That's how backed up my shit is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be out there pumping your gray water while you're wearing a you know, tanker cap and a freaking robe. I'm out here in a Speedo and a... You know, a pair of Oakleys. <laughs> no, no, no. Even worse. Even worse. And then I just come out with like one of those half speedos. Oh, like the banana hammock thing. Yeah, no. What it would? No. It, it's like half. It just ch- uh, does the groin. Oh, it's more like it's more yeah. like a sling than anything. Yeah. Like, oh God, dude, no. That's just no. Yeah. Now that I've got to, I've got to, I got to stick. You're welcome. I have to put a stick in my ear to gouge that you, out of my brain now. You, you can keep that. Don't no. bleach your eyes when you go home. Don't drink bleach to get rid of the, uh, the brain stuff. Yeah, uh, but yeah, de- definitely. Uh, we need to. I think we we need to do more like comic book crap. And you know what? Next time when we do a what the hell, we really need to focus on like technology. And would be completely and totally awesome is if we get somebody from Best Buy, like a supervisor or somebody like that, to sit there and be like, okay. Um, Half the time, those people don't know shit. But that's kind of the point. The only per- the only person that we could get on here. That knows a lot about technology, other than me. Well, I got two people. No, no, no. That's not. That's not. Here's the angle I was going for. Okay. Like, they lend us 
TVs of different, you know, different uh, picture qualities, so that way we can definitively decide which is better for the purpose of a podcast and educating Dude, I've watched too many mafia movies. You know how many of those damn things are going to fall off a goddamn fucking truck? And that's our problem. <laughs> okay, that's, that's, that, that's, that's our problem to overcome. How, I mean, I'm not seeing where you are translating this into... I'm just saying, I'm just saying, uh, I, I can't say. I mean, if it falls off the back of a truck... As long as as long as the box hits the water, and then at that point it's considered salvage, and by maritime law legally ours. I'm willing to try this. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. We're just talking shit on this one. Uh, <laughs> that was a love you guys. Follow us. Like. Yeah, comment. Hit, hit, yeah. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe. Smash the subscribe button. Hit the bells for the notifications. So that way, anytime we get anything on this channel come up uh, new, uh, you're going to be the first ones to know about it. Definitely get engaged in the comment section. Um, uh, check us out on Facebook too. I mean, Facebook is kind of weird nowadays. And, and I'll take this be a bit like three minutes. Facebook's been kind of weird to the point to where it's more or less a. It's not a gathering of friends, but it's a gathering of different people trying to make a buck. Yeah, it's it's almost kind of become like a micro or a macro mic marketplace. Yeah, it's not even worth it's it's really not even worth going on Facebook. There's so time. many ads on there now. And, and, yeah, it's yeah, and, and it's like that of, one. Of it's ads. like that one part in yeah. uh, uh, Ready Player One when they were trying. It was like we can optimize this so the person doesn't go into a. Uh, it would just be like a kind of small hair to where they'll have epileptic seizures. Yeah right. Yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna start talking. If, if if you visit a, the online store, definitely check out our shirt. Uh, I know that we've got just the one right now. I just got to get an artist, and I found out uh, through our stuff that I can just uh, set it to where it go. Uh, I just put my artwork and everything like that, and or I put the artwork on there, and a different company makes the shirt for us, and it ships to you. Yeah, so I mean, so I, I've 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 finally yeah, we're, we're, gathered that. Yeah, that so out. You, yeah, so we're we're working out the business model as far as the t-shirts are going to be concerned. Um, I mean, hell, if, if if you guys have any kind of like, well, they're actually going to do hats and everything for yeah, us. If, so yeah. it's going to be it's going to so be. So we'll have a like an of, actual merch store. So yeah, I mean, if anybody's got like an idea for like a design or something that you think that you'd like to see, definitely give us a holler. Um, hit us up on. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, I I, you can do Facebook. I got my number right there. Just make sure you, if you call, most people don't call anymore. So just text yeah, me. Just, yeah, like just send us. Yeah, just hit us up. Uh, hit us up on on the Facebook Messenger. Um, just text us through that app. And uh, yeah, but until then, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, love you guys. Bye.